0: the High Praises Church podcast. We hope you are blessed by today's sermon. Now here's lead pastor Chris Sistar. I've entitled a message, The Power of Fasting and Prayer, and I want to go to a story in Matthew chapter 17, beginning of verse 14. Story of Jesus. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him, and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. And so I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. And then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon. See, the man saw the symptoms, the epilepsy, but Jesus knew that there was more to it. The child was demon-possessed. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. And then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? And So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief. For assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind, he's talking about this, this demon, this kind does not come go out except by prayer and fasting. Now, on this particular occasion, Jesus had an encounter with a demon-possessed child. We just read that. What a terrible thing to imagine, a boy possessed by an unclean spirit. I have three small grandchildren. The oldest right now is four years old. I don't know how old this child was, but I can't imagine a child, a boy, possessed by the devil. We don't know why it happened. We don't know how it happened. Perhaps the parents were guilty of participating in witchcraft. But somehow, the door had been opened for the devil to take control of his body. And the Bible tells us that the devil would torment the child, causing him to go into seizures, epileptic seizures. And losing control, the the boy would fall into the the fire or into bodies of water. Sounds just like something the devil would do, because the Bible says the thief comes, but to steal and to kill and to destroy And this demonic possession was an unmovable mountain to the boy's parents. They were powerless to remove the demon, that supernatural being. They were powerless to stop the seizures. And so they brought this child to Jesus. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of the boy. And that very moment, he was delivered and he was healed. But there was a lingering problem the nine of the disciples had tried to cast out the demon and failed. Jesus had been with Peter, James, and John on what is often called the Mount of Transfiguration. And and when they came back down the mountain, that's when they encountered this man and this, this boy. And This is extraordinary that the nine could not cast out the demon because Jesus had given them power and given them authority over demons, and they had cast out demons previously with absolutely no problems. They came back and said, Lord, even the devil, the demons are subject to us in your name. And so they couldn't understand why they were powerless to deal with this one, and Jesus Gave them the answer. He told them why. He said it was due to their lack of faith. It was due to their unbelief. There was something about this demon that was different. He was resistant to their commands and resistant to the exercise of their authority. And when that happened, when he... Pushed back against him. I guess every other devil just came out. But this devil pushed back and said, no, I'm not coming out. I don't want to come out. And when that happened, instead of remaining in faith and operating in the power and trusting the authority God had given them, it all vanished. And the faith was replaced immediately with doubt and unbelief. And so their unbelief, get this now, their unbelief turned a molehill into a mountain. I mean, that's what happened. Every other mountain, every other demon they encountered, they were able to tell it to go, and it moved. But because this one resisted, because this one was a little more difficult, then they turned what should have been a molehill into a giant mountain that seemed to be unmovable. And they stopped trusting in God too quickly and too easily, and the devil knew it. And so Jesus said to them, This kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. That demon had become a mountain to the disciples, but the mountain could be moved. And and I've got a little play on words here. To exorcise the demons, or the demon, the the disciples needed to exorcise some faith. Did you get that? Let me say it again. You know, exorcise with an O means to cast out a demon. So if you don't, if you don't want to get you understand, to exorcise or cast out the demon, the disciples needed to exorcise, exercise or practice faith. And so Jesus said, this is probably the point of my message today, when you run into a mountain... It doesn't have to be a devil. It can be anything that stands in your way. When you run into a mountain and your faith is challenged and you're beginning to doubt and you're having problems maintaining belief and unbelief is trying to come in, the answer is to pray and fast. And so I came here today to preach to you that there is power in praying and fasting because we all face mountains in our life. A mountain is a difficulty, an obstacle, a hindrance that stands in your way. And it may be something that came out of nowhere, or it may be a mountain that you created by your lack of faith. But whatever caused the mountain, it is in those times that you need to get on your knees and pray and push back the plate and fast. So here's a spiritual principle that I'm giving you today. Some things can only be achieved by fasting and prayer. Some things can only be achieved by fasting and prayer. This is a source of spiritual power for every child of God. You see, fasting stops you from trusting yourself and encourages you to trust in God. Fasting generates faith. It it generates a dependence on God and on who He is and on what He can do. See, daily faith helps you with daily living. The Bible says the just shall live by faith, and so we walk by faith, not by sight, so we are people of faith. However, when you come face to face with a devil or an overwhelming circumstance or a seeming impossibility, then you need to, again, push back the plate and get along with God to get a now faith for the now problem. You know what prayer is, so I'm not going to talk a lot about prayer today, that's just talking to God, take it to the Lord in prayer, tell him what's going on. But let me ask you, do you know fasting? What do you know about fasting? Let me just share some things about fasting. Fasting is abstaining from food for spiritual purposes. Now, some people have said, I'm gonna fast television or video games or golf or certain things, and and that's fine, but that's not really fasting. Fasting is when you deny your body, the natural energy source of food. You say, I'm not going to feed you. I'm going to decline the, the hunger pains and the urge to eat. I'm going to deny it, and I'm going to focus on God, and I'm going to trust God and lean on his strength instead of the strength and energy of food. Now, there are wrong reasons to fast, to obtain merit with God. You don't ever obtain merit with God. You can't do that. You don't fast to get rid of sin, okay? You repent and ask God to forgive you to get rid of sin. Uh, You don't fast to go on a diet, okay? There are two different things. You go on a diet to burn fat. You go on a fast to get close to God and release the power of God in your life. You don't fast so that others will notice you. The moment you start doing that, you might as well go buy you a cheeseburger, because God is not going to honor your fast if you're doing it so that other people can look at you. And, and you probably know this. You can always find a reason not to fast. And so you have to choose to do it. You have to make a choice to do it. Okay? And, and I'm going to, I am going to go there. With, with, about. Let me just talk about a diet for a minute. Some of you have been watching, maybe you've noticed online that I look, slim, I look slimmer in my face, in my body. That's because starting October 26, I went on a diet. And so for, for two and a half months now, I have been on, on a diet, and uh, I, I've lost uh, nearly 30 pounds, okay? And so uh, what I did was I made a choice to go on that diet. I made a choice to restrict my diet and not eat certain foods and only eat certain foods and, 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 and to get my body in a place where it was burning the fat. I made that choice, all right? That's a diet. Fasting is very much the same thing. You have to choose to give up that meal or meals. You have to choose to deny your body. And then when you do, you get the benefits. Because as you fast, you realize your inadequacies. You realize your weakness. You realize your limitations, but you also realize God's sufficiency, God's power, God's ability. And when you do that, watch this, it elevates your faith. It increases your faith, and then it releases the power of God into your situation. You know, I have said this for years. I don't understand how fasting works. If you said to me, Pastor, break it down theologically, I cannot do that. I don't know. People have been fasting for thousands of years. I don't understand it. I, I like to tell this story. I, I, years ago, when we were, before we started High Praises, this church was started out of a church called Praise Cathedral in Greer. And so I was at that church for 10 and a half years, and we had a member there that was a, cardi, a cardiologist, Dr. John Kahn. And uh, I remember talking to Dr. Kahn one day, and, and he said, You know, Chris, he said, when I was in medical school, I had a court board with three-by-five cards with questions on them that could not be answered. We were hoping that medical science could answer them, and I had them pinned to that court board. And he said, you know what one of them was? I said, what, Dr. Kahn? He said, one of them is, why does general anesthesia work? I said, really? He said, yes. He said, we know how it works. We have an entire medical field that uses it. We know how we know what it does to the human body to, to, to where we can perform surgeries, but we don't know why it does what it does to the human body. we don't know why it does what it does. I thought, well I, you know I thought, well i don't know if I want to go into surgery now, but you know, go ahead, it's all right but But the point is, just like Dr. John Kahn said, we don't know how. We don't know why general anesthesia. I don't know why fasting works the way it does. All I know is that it 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 helps us to get humble before God and and to and to and to, to, to take the focus off the flesh and on the things of the Spirit and the things of God. And all I know is that God responds to it when it's done right and when it's done with the right heart, and I know that it works. That's all I know. I just know that it opens up heaven and it ushers in the power and the might of God into my life. And so prayer and fasting is powerful, and I want you to see this as we're going into this week of fasting and prayer beginning today because prayer and fasting will change your little faith into great faith you see let me teach you something there there is a faith um, to know things there's a faith that's concerned with knowing things, okay? You read the Bible and you read about God and you know these things about God and you say, I believe that. I believe that God's real. I believe Genesis 1, that God created everything. I believe God created Adam and Eve. I believe God created man. I believe that God parted the waters of the Red Sea. I believe Jesus was real, the Son of God. I believe that he came the first time, he's coming again. You read these things and you believe, see? You have faith. All right? That's one kind. You can recall past experiences. And and you can say, you know what? I know what God did for me before. I believe that God will do it again because I can tell you a testimony. When you've been through a test, you have a testimony. I've been through some tests. God's been there for me. So when I recall past experiences, when I read the Word, there are some things I know that helps me to trust God for my situation. Okay? That's one kind of faith. But, y'all, there is a faith that is not just built on knowing, but there is a faith that is designed to release things. A faith to release things. This, This first kind of faith will help you in life and in living, and, yes, even for incidental moments. But there are times when you need a faith to release things. That is, you fast and pray and trust trust God to operate in the here and now and to work in your life with miraculous and supernatural power. You're fasting and praying to say, God, I know who you are and I know what you did in the Bible. I know what you did for me in the past. I already have that faith, but God, I've got a mountain in front of me. I have a difficult situation in front of me. I'm still trusting you, still serving you, still believing you, but God, I, I need some faith that says, Lord, I believe that you're going to reach down your hand and you're going to move this mountain and what seems impossible will become possible because of the power of Almighty God. And fasting and prayer will give you that kind of faith. Fasting and prayer produces a confidence in God that says, because nothing is impossible for God, nothing will be impossible for me relative to moving this mountain. It's going to be moved. How many of you would like to have that kind of faith? How many of you right now are facing a mountain, a problem, and, and you're, you're struggling, you've been wrestling with it, and you just know, I've prayed, I've prayed so many times, Pastor, seems like it's not changed. What, what do I need to do? You need to get a hold of God, and you need to fast and say, God, give me a faith that believes that you're going to move this mountain in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I tried to teach people that... Um, that God may not give you the victory during the fast. I don't know, we're going to fast seven days this week. You may fast longer, whatever. But don't be discouraged if you are fasting and praying this week for that mountain to be moved and nothing happens for seven days. Don't even be shocked if things get worse. Because often there is a battle that takes place. Often the prayer and fasting involve a fight of faith. Do you get me? Because if the mountain, especially something to do with the devil, the devil's going to push back because he knows once he's out, God's going to give you victory. He can't come back in again, and he's going to lose everything that he's obtained in your life or everything that he's got to stand in your way. So he's going to fight, and so you got to fight back. And so prayer and fasting is a resilient pressing in that will not relent. You say, God, I'm just going to keep fasting. I'm going to keep praying Daniel fasted for 21 days trying to get an answer to a, a very much needed prayer in his life. He needed God to come through. It took 21 days, and there was a battle going on in the heavenlies. But the, the victory was won, and then the answer came that Daniel needed. You can't give up. And it's usually, now listen to me, it's usually after the fast. Now, it might come during the fast. Don't let me mislead you. Hallelujah. If it does, praise the Lord, shout your way through the week. But it's usually after the fast that the breakthrough comes, and then you see the mountain move out of the way. And so as I stated today, and I just want to declare it beginning today, I'm calling every person in our High Praises Church family to a seven-day fast, seven days of fasting and prayer. This is voluntary, so don't feel pressured, but I hope you'll choose. Like, there'll be hundreds of us doing this. Choose to participate, and I challenge everyone to participate. You say, Pastor, what do I do? Some of you may say, I've never done this before. Well, for seven days, beginning today, you give up a meal, or you can give up two meals, or if you want, give up all three meals that you would normally eat on any given day. And I know I've done the seven-day fast, and I've just given up one meal every day. I have, I have done the seven-day fast where I'd give up one meal, and maybe another day I'd give up two meals, and the next day I'd give up one meal. You just pick whichever, what you want to do. And, and depending on how big the mountain is and how desperate you are, what I've learned is the more desperate you get, the easier it is to give up the meals. Because you are desperate for God. I mean, you don't want food. You just say, God, I need you. I don't even care about food. All I care about is I need you, God, to show up in my life. I mean, if you don't show up, God, this thing's never going to change, so you choose, and then you need to spend time in prayer this week, especially if you can while you are fasting that meal. Now, you may be fasting, and you're at work, and so it might be difficult, and you may have to pray on your way to work or when you get home. There isn't a legalism to this. Don't get legalistic about this, okay, and if you have something, say you plan to fast lunch one day and... Something happened. The boss says, hey, I'm taking you to lunch today. And you can't tell the boss, no, don't feel bad. Don't say, well, I blew the week. I didn't fast at all today. Just start the next day. Fast the next day, okay? Don't be legalistic. And and if you have a mountain in your life, I especially challenge you to fast and pray and trust God to move that obstacle out of your way. And even if you don't have a mountain in your life, it's still good to fast. Let me tell you why. Because when you're fasting, you're developing a valuable spiritual discipline. That's so important. You're taking steps to draw closer to God. Isn't that always important? You're emphasizing, emphasizing the spiritual over the material. You're saying the things of God are more important than food. You know, Jesus hadn't eaten, and the disciples came to him and said, You need to eat, and he said, I have food to eat that you don't know of. And they thought somebody had brought him a cheeseburger from Wendy's already, they didn't know about it. And he said, you, you don't understand, disciples. He said, I'm not talking about material, physical food. He said, I'm talking about the spiritual things that matter more. Finally, you're tapping into a, into a spiritual power source. And, and once you fast and pray and then you see God's power work and the mountain move and you get the answer to that prayer, your faith, is, which will already be elevated because you're seeking God and trusting your, your faith walk now will go to a whole new level because you've had this encounter with God where God has come through for you it's going to be powerful I want to close with this Uh, I'm going to be very transparent here and just share with you that a number of years ago I want want to talk about fasting how it worked for me and Leah a number of years ago uh, I had an opportunity (coughs) to relocate to another state and pastor a large church couple states from here and when the call came from the state overseer I said well let me pray about it and I told Leah about it and I said she said what do you want to do I said we're going to do what we always do I said I told the overseer give us a day or two I said I want us to fast today and you get along with God and I'll get alone with God and let's just give up meals let's just seek God and, and let the Holy Spirit speak to us And so that's what we did. She fasted, I fasted, we sought the Lord. And uh, it was really critical, interesting, maybe coincidental is the better word, that the overseer had called me from that state because at that time, Leah and I felt like we had hit a wall here at High Praises Church. We loved this, we've always loved our church. But we just felt like we had hit a wall. We couldn't grow anymore. It just seemed like we were stagnant, we were stuck. Felt like I'd done everything in the book to try to get us out of it and lead us out of it as the pastor nothing seemed to work and you know sometimes you just say God maybe you're finished with us here and so I told Lee I said maybe this is what is happening God is opening a door for us the door is closing the season is ending here and, and God's gonna move us out I said we really need to seek God and fast and so what's what we did we fasted and prayed and uh, we got together the next day came together I was working whatever and I met her the house. I said, "Okay, babe." I said, "What are you hearing from the Lord?" She said, "Nothing." I said, "Nothing." She said, "I don't hear hear anything. I don't feel anything." My wife's very spiritually intuitive. She said, "What about you?" I said, "I don't hear a thing from God. I'm not hearing anything. The heavens are silent. I don't feel anything in my spirit. I, I didn't call. I didn't check on the tithes. I didn't check on the membership." I didn't call people to find out more about that church. And it, it would have been, at that time, it would have been a bigger church than this, than High Praises was at the time. But I totally, I said, I don't operate that way. I don't want to be tainted or influenced by anything external. I first want to just fast and pray and hear from God. Then we, if God gives us the okay of green light, then we can go look at all those other things. That's how I've always done in any opportunity I've ever had. So I I didn't look at any of those things She said what are we going to do I said I'll tell you what I'm going to do I said "I'm, I'm staying right here in Anderson, South Carolina I said opportunities come But they're just opportunities If God speaks to us and says go Then it's no longer an opportunity It's a calling from the Lord I said our calling is here And until God calls me somewhere else We stay here I said, this is just an opportunity. We know our answer. And I called the overseer back. And I told the overseer, I said, uh, thank you. I'm humbled. I'm honored. But we fasted. We prayed. and We felt like the Lord's not finished with us here. And that our, 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 our mission is to stay right here. Our, 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 our assignment, if you will, is to stay right here where we are. And we, and we effectively closed that door. Well, a few months went by. And we led the church in a fast. I'm I'm trying to think maybe that time we were doing a 21-day fast. And so Lee and I, along with our church, high praises, we fasted and we sought the Lord. And I said, God, you know, I had an opportunity to leave and go to another church. You didn't, you know, you didn't say to go. I know how you speak to me. We stayed here. We've stayed faithful. But God, we're still stuck. And I don't know what to do. And so as, just as we fasted and prayed about an opportunity, now we fasted and prayed about a mountain. And we said, God, there's a mountain here. There's an obstacle. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to deal with it. All I know do, to do now is just fast and pray and seek your face. God, you're going to have to move. You're going to have to. If it's going to happen, it's your church. It's not my church. God, if you're going to give us breakthrough, it's going to have to happen through you. And we fasted and we prayed and we sought the Lord during that season. I'm here to tell you this morning that shortly thereafter, with no explanation, I I can't tell you. There's nothing that I did, nothing that I did different, but suddenly there was a breakthrough. We started seeing growth increase in our church, numerically, financially, spiritually. Our church was on fire. We were having revival, and it's like everything exploded. What happened? I'll tell you what happened. We fasted and prayed, and the mountain, the obstacle We spoke to it and said, God, move it. And God moved it. And the breakthrough came and release came. And God just did a powerful work. And and I'm going to go so far as to say, if we had left, if we had taken an opportunity, instead of fasting and praying, finding out what the calling was in our life, making certain of the calling. Maybe there's some young preachers listening to this right now. You need to hear me. You always need to make sure, pastors, you need to make sure of the calling Okay, not the opportunity. If we had missed that, if we had taken the opportunity instead of fasting and prayer, praying to make certain of the, of the calling, we wouldn't be here today to see everything that God is doing. And in this month, January 2021, we are celebrating 22 years at High Praises Church. We came over here 22 years ago, January to plant this church at T. O'Hanna High School after doing a lot of fasting and praying and getting the calling from God to Anderson we took the leap, we came over here Praise Cathedral and Bobby Johnson backed us and said let's go plant a church, had the vision we're, up, we're forever indebted to Pastor Bobby Johnson, forever indebted to Praise Cathedral Church of God in Greer, South Carolina. We were a satellite for six months and, and grew so quickly in the the will of God, the plan of God was being in motion that within six months Pastor Johnson said son, we gotta, we need to organize and I was, I was content Praise Cathedral was my church, I was content being a satellite of Praise Cathedral, being a pastor I was happy with that, I just knew I was in the calling, doing what I was supposed to do and we organized that year and 20, 22 years later we just look at what God has done it's just amazing and it was all because of the power of fasting and prayer. So this week, make the choice. Spend time with God. Stretch yourself, deny your flesh. Don't listen to the devil. We laugh because people who never ask you to lunch will ask you to lunch this week. You just get ready. You will choose to fast lunch and people who never ask you out to lunch will ask you and invite you to lunch. You just might as well get ready. It happens every year. It happens to me. And I've gotten to the place now where I can just kindly decline and say, no, I, 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 I've got I can't do it. I've got other plans. And I do. My plans are to fast that meal. Seek God. But get a hold of God this week. And I believe this is going to set the tone for 2021. We don't know what this year holds for us, we don't know what's in store. We came out of a rough year, fighting COVID, but we're believing that in 2021, God is gonna, is gonna do great and powerful things in our church and in our life. So fast and pray for your church and for your leadership, and then fast and pray for yourself and for any mountains in your life, and let's see what God will do through us and in us. Would you just pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to come to my congregation via technology on this first Sunday. and God, what better thing could we do at the beginning of a new year than seek your face and fast meals and get close to you and set the tone. It's almost like a tithe, Lord. It's almost like we're tithing this week. We're saying, God, we're going to take one week and we're going to give it to you. To seek your face wholeheartedly, not as individuals and as a church. God, we don't do it for any other reason because we want to seek you and we want to know you and we want to be close to you and we want to have faith. And God, we want to see you move the mountains so that we can walk in your will and in our destiny and be the servants of God you want us to be and do the things you want us to do. And now, God, at the end of this message, I pray blessing upon every person watching. I pray blessings upon every person who calls high praises their church home their church family. And I pray blessings upon them in this new year. And I pray blessings upon this church as a corporate body that you will bless it with a numerical increase, financial increase, and most of all, spiritual increase and in prosperity. And that God we will be closer to you and Walking in faith and we'll see more people this year saved, restored, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, healed, delivered and experiencing the supernatural power of God that the body of Christ will be equipped and edified greater than ever before. And it is in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening. Be sure to join us Sunday mornings Our service times are 9 o'clock and 1045. For more information, please visit us at highpraises.org.